This is the Hockey News Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Hockey News Podcast presented by BetMGM. I'm Stephen Ellis. Joining me as always is Ryan Candy. Ryan, how you doing? Pretty good. How's it going? Good. It sounds like we've got some construction going on, so that's a lot of fun. Indeed. Uh, so if you hear some extra noise, uh, we apologize for that. Uh, speaking of noise, did you by chance get woken up at 3.30 in the morning for an, up for an hour for an alarm that went off? I didn't because I live in a house. Yes. Yeah, I had a nice fire alarm that uh, I then turned on the, ra- the, the Toronto... Um, hospital scanner or, or fire scanner and it sounded like there was a flood in the car garage I'm like, uh-oh so i went down to go see it and my car was fine so that's good didn't seem to be a problem but we are here to talk about the stanley cup playoffs that kick off a few hours from now uh it's this is always exciting but it's always really busy mm-hmm. i think it's almost more fun as a fan to kind of just sit home and enjoy it all as opposed to like actually having to do all the stuff but uh, it's fun. You're going to, to game one of uh, Toronto Tampa Bay. Yep. Uh, I'll be at uh, game two and we'll be at some other games kind of throughout the playoffs. So uh, we're going to, as always, go through all the playoff series, uh, kind of see why each team might win. Uh, and we'll start with the Florida Panthers versus Washington Capitals. Florida mm-hmm. Panthers, obviously the President's Trophy team. So that that immediately eliminates them. They, they're not winning the Stanley Cup. Right. <laughs> um, but when you look at the Florida Panthers, what specifically do you think will help them win this series against the Capitals? And obviously, it's like you look at it, they're high in the standings, but yeah. what do you think? Well, I mean, they have tremendous depth. And, you know, obviously, Jonathan Huberto having an incredible season. You know, I'm sure he's going to be on a lot of heart ballots this year. You have Alexander Barkov, who's probably going to be on a lot of Selkie ballots. But then you have guys like Mason Marchment and Carter Verhage, uh having just incredible years. And you can just kind of go down the line with the Panthers and you can find gems at every position, whether it's Mackenzie Weger in defense, you know, Aaron Ekblad coming back. And then in net, you know, Sergei Bobrovsky has been pretty decent this year. He's, you know, had a couple of hiccups. Um, If there's an X factor at all in this series, I think it would be Bobrovsky because he has struggled in the playoffs in the past. If he were to fall apart, then yeah, I'm going to leave the door open for Washington. But overall, I just look at how much firepower this Florida team has, how well-rounded they are, and what a great job Andrew Brunette has Mm -hmm. done as coach uh, since taking over. And I I just don't see a lot of flaws in this team right now. See, the one thing is you look at that team and say, okay, they're a really good team. It might not be the hardest team to coach, but you're still... He was part of the system, he was part of Joel Quenville, so he kind of knew how that worked. Mm-hmm. And I think that that allowed him to transition so well. And you still got to be a good coach to coach a contender. And they Certainly. went out there and won. A lot of people, in my opinion, overvalue uh, Stanley Cup playoff experience. And if you're looking at experience, the Washington Capitals definitely have a lot more of it. This is a team that a large portion of it is still was still on that team that won the Cup a couple of years ago. Guys like Ovechkin, Backstrom, players like that. Do you think that makes a difference in this series? I mean, I think it'll help Washington a little bit because it's sort of a been there, done that situation. And, you know, you look at clutch guys like TJ Oshie, for example, where, you know, even though they're kind of in the twilight of their careers, you know, this is what they get up for. And, you know, they can play that heavy hockey that, I mean, it's going to be very interesting to see what the postseason looks like this year because we're coming off, I believe it's the highest scoring NHL season in like 26 years. Mm -hmm. Um, so offense and speed has been big. Now the playoffs tend to be more of a slog. You know, you got to battle for every inch and you know, the capitals have gone through that and they've, they've gone all the way to the top of the mountain before, as you mentioned, you know, with all those guys that have won the Stanley cup. 
So is that a benefit for them? Yeah, I think it is where you can trot out, you know, Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, Carlson, Backstrom, Oshie, um, you know, Marcus Johansson is back. Yes. These guys know how to win a cup. They've done it. Um, you know, for me, the fear with Washington is, is goaltending. Yes. Uh, and sort of overall team defense, but specifically the goaltending. You know, Vitek Vanacek has been the better of the two. Ilya Samsonov was supposed to be the guy by now, and it's looking like it might not happen. Um, that's, that's troubling because so much was sort of put into that plan. And, you know, Vanacek's been an, an okay starting goaltender, mm -hmm. but they need somebody that can face those wild Florida shooters, mm -hmm. and I, I don't know if they have that guy. The, the one thing about Washington is both their goalies have had these like miracle runs during their short NHL careers, where it's like that could be the time they come. But the, you're also facing a team that when Bobrovsky's hot, he's hot. And if he's not there, you got Spencer Knight. Yeah. <laughs> and Spencer Knight's a starter on many teams in this league already. Yeah. So it, it, it's looking there. The goaltending definitely has it. What's your prediction for the series? I'm going to say Florida in five. Uh, I think it's going to be an overpowering series, but, you know, I mean, the Capitals, they've got experience. I think they're going to grab at least one game. I'm also going to go Florida in five, but I'm going to say that Washington takes them to the uh, overtime twice. Nice. So it'll be close. It will be hard-fought games, but I just think, look at the Florida Panthers. They just look too good right now. I don't think they make it out of the second round because the team I think that will beat them in the second round is in this next series, yeah. the Tampa Bay Lightning and Toronto Maple Leafs. Is this the year the Toronto Maple Leafs finally end their playoff drought? If it's how many times do we have to ask that question? Right. You know what? I, I think it is, and it, it's tough because you have all that history, mm -hmm. that recent history, uh, where they've blown it against lower seeds uh, or they've choked at the end of a series. But I mean, they are the better team mm -hmm. in the standings, yep. and they got there for a reason. And keep in mind, they got there despite losing Jack Campbell to injury for a while. And I, I maintain, even before he went on the shelf, he was obviously hurt. Yes. And I think that affected his performance at the time. So, you know, Campbell's back, and you, know, you got Austin Matthews hitting 60 goals, Mitch Marner having a career year. You know, John Tavares being that amazing second line center for you. You know, they've been playing William Nylander on the third line uh, because they can. Yeah. You know, they've got guys that can play some heavy hockey. The defense core is better than it's been ever in this generation where, you know, not only have Morgan Riley, but now you have Mark Giordano. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Jake Muzzin, I think, is the X factor. You know, he's coming back off of injury. Uh, and, you know, that has been a struggle for him lately. But he is that playoff guy you want. I mean, he plays that perfect game for the postseason. So if he can stay healthy, that's huge for them. That's the question. <laughs> that's the big question. So, you know, if Muzzin can play the whole series, then I think they're obviously in a lot better shape uh, because everything just fits there. You know, they don't have to necessarily put one of their young guys in a position that they're not comfortable with. Um, you know, because they have that depth on defense, TJ Brody, obviously another great veteran. Um, I mean, they have what it takes. Now, the question is, can they kind of slay that first round dragon? I think this series is more mental than it is actually physical for Toronto. Um, but it feels like they're in the right mindset. For me, this is one that this is this one's gonna be an awesome series just because like you've got this team that in the this case the underdog is the two-time defending Stanley Cup champion. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I, I do maintain from the start of the year that Tampa Light Bay Lightning was my team to win the Stanley Cup. Mm -hmm. And I, I just kind of made fun of uh, playoff experience, but um, this is a group that 
two years in a row. So they really got it. And you've got guys where they, they don't really have a huge deficiency at any position. And uh, at first, looking at it like Tampa Bay seemed to have a pretty solid run near the end of the year. But if you actually look at the stats, uh, Toronto had one more point in the last 10 games it's true. than the Tampa Bay Lightning. So they both kind of played very equal hockey. Actually, as a whole, um, in the month of April, I believe Toronto had like a two or three point difference the entire month. So that was a pretty close um, run there. But it's still, you, you're still looking at a Tampa Bay Lightning team that you rarely get an off night from Vasilevsky. Mm-hmm. You, you rarely, rarely can say Stamkos or Kucherov or Braden Point aren't going to produce the level one. Right now, Stamkos is playing fantastic. So yeah. when you're looking at this team, it, it's, while Toronto might be the slight favorite, it, it's so close. With how Tampa is. Oh, it certainly is. And, you know, again, talking about experience, I mean, obviously most of the Lightning have won one, if even not with, two cups. Even with cap issues. They've even with cap issues, they made it happen. And I, I think what's great for Tampa Bay is that different stars have stepped up at different times in the past couple of years mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, it was Kucherov and then Braden Point had a huge season. And this season is Steven Stamkos with an amazing comeback, putting up you know one of his best seasons ever, if not his best season ever, uh, which is very intriguing. You look at the defense core, Victor Hedman is going to be in the Norris Trophy hunt. I'm not going to say he's going to win, but he'll definitely be up there. Uh, and then, of course, you have Ryan McDonough with so much playoff experience, and as you mentioned, Vasilevsky in net. I think what's interesting about Vasilevsky is I was looking at the stats, and I'm a little concerned about workload, because if you look at... This regular season, the past two Stanley Cup runs, and the regular season that went with that first one, he's played more than 150 games. And I know he's not an old guy, no. but that's a lot that's of hockey. A lot. That's, a, that's a lot of up and down in your butterfly. Mm-hmm. And Toronto shooters are going to test him. Yep. I mean, they've got shooters. And Vasilevsky, I mean, he's one of the, the marquee netminders in the NHL, but how much can Tampa Bay push him? Because this is a game every other day. There's Mm -hmm. literally no games off in the playoffs. And, you know, the Bolts in general, they played a lot of hockey. And, you know, they've got guys that have missed a lot of time due to injury in the past, sure. But that's a lot of hockey. And, you know, they did take some body blows to their bottom six. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, no Yanni Gord, uh, no Barkley Goodrow. They bring bring in Brandon Hagel from Chicago. I don't think he's had the intended effect just yet. So what happens when you get into those middle six, bottom six lines against a very deep Toronto team? I think that's going to be very interesting. For me, one of the big X factors, if I want to just make it super simple, is there might not be a goalie in the league I'd want to have to face in a do-or-die situation less than Andre Vasilevsky. And the NHL players agreed in the most recent NHL PA There poll. you go. Uh, what's your prediction? Okay, maybe this might be a shocker. I'm going to say Toronto in six. Because I don't think the Leafs want to go to a game seven. <laughs> no. <laughs> even though it would be at home. I think, I think they're going to try to control this series as quickly as they can. But obviously, Tampa Bay is a formidable opponent. So I'm going to say Leafs in six. I'm going Tampa in seven, and not because of the Toronto curse in game seven. It's just I truly think this series is going to go the distance. Fair. And this is, this is going to be a fun matchup. Speaking of long, long playoff runs, uh, did you see the end of the Oshawa-Kingston game, game six? It was pretty wild. That was nuts. Yes, it was. And that's an amazing crowd. I was there for game four, and it was pretty cool. So nice. game six was awesome. All right, Carolina-Boston. This is... Um, my thought on what, how this series is going to be is pretty simple, but this is one where you look at a Carolina Hurricanes team that's, um, they've made the conference final a lot. 
Yeah. Uh, but they've never made it. They, they, they've, well, they've made it to the final, but it's been a while since they made it in 06. Um, and the Boston Bruins are a team that we just kind of know plays playoff hockey. And yeah. they, they can, oh, they're always an impact in this. What are your thoughts on your favorite, at least at this point? Yeah, oh man, this is so tough, this series. I'm really going back and forth on it. I'm, I'm going to go with Boston as my favorite. Um, really? Because, yeah, and I, again, this is the one I agonize over because it certainly could go either way. But yeah, the Bruins, they play playoff hockey. You know, Bergeron, Pasternak, Marchand, I mean, still one of the best lines in the league. And, I, and that's the type of line that gets better at this point of the season. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I look at that, you know, they've got some decent depth. You know, Eric Hall is playing really well. And, you know, you got guys like Charlie Coyle and Taylor Hall that can obviously contribute. You know, the defense core, you know, Charlie McAvoy's the guy there. Jeremy Swayman's been very good in net. I just feel like overall the Bruins know how to take care of business. And I know that they lost all their games to Carolina this season. And that's why I'm a little surprised. And those games were not close. But I will say, if I'm not mistaken, a few years back, Toronto swept Boston in the regular series and the Bruins beat them in the playoffs. Yes. So the Bruins learn from their mistakes. They know where the important games are. And, you know, is this Patrice Bergeron's last year in, in the NHL? Or yeah. Who knows? With that in mind, the Bruins have quite the motivator to get back on a deep run, maybe even win the Cup. Uh, I don't know if they can go all the way, but that's going to be in their head. And Bruce Cassidy's a really good coach. You know, I think this is going to be a really good coaching series. Um, so, yeah, I just have a feeling about Boston. And, and we're also having to worry about Fred Anderson in this case, where yes. he's not starting the playoffs, and he hasn't played in a long time at this point. So, uh, and goal injuries, oh, he's tough. Mm-hmm. Tough scary price. Um, so this is one where that's a huge X factor. And, and that's, to me, the only reason I don't believe Carolina's going to sweep this series. Because mm-hmm. if you had asked me on paper, I still think Carolina is definitely the favorite here. And not just because they're higher in the standings. But because, Julie, and they, they were so much better against Boston. But that is also regular season hockey. There's a lot of context that's needed. I don't have it here, but did Boston play a doubleheader and Carolina's healthy when they go and play these games? Like, there's things like that. Why, <laughs> why are they so one-sided? Because um, the skill gap is not that big. Um, I still think Carolina's just kind of got everything going for them talent-wise. They need Fred Anderson to come back pretty soon. <laughs> that, that's, to me, a huge X factor because you're looking at Boston's goaltending spin, and that's been pretty good for this team. Yep. Lattice Holmark's been really good. Uh, we know that uh, Jeremy Swayman could be really good if Allmark can't play. So, uh, to me, I, I still think Carolina is just the one that's better team on paper, but Boston's put in a good fight, which is why I'm going still Carolina at six. Yeah, the, Anderson worries me the most because he's not a good playoff goalie to begin with. Uh, we but saw to, that. To be fair, we um, saw that a lot in Toronto. To be fair, a lot of the time he didn't get great support, but he always seemed to allow one terrible goal. Exactly, he was always the second best goalie in that series. Yes, whoever he played against played better yeah, than he. Tuka Rask a lot. Jonas yeah. Korpisalo, he probably shouldn't be better than Korpisalo. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that's my concern is that. If he's not 100%, and, you know, look, I mean, he's hurt right now. When he comes back, is he actually going to be 100%, or is he just going to be healthy enough to be the starter? And, you know, Carolina, you look at Sebastian Ajo and Tebo Teravainen, uh, you know, fantastic top-line players. They've got some great depth up front. You know, their defense core has been amazing that's, this year. That's the factor for it's me. A gr- yeah, yeah, I mean, great defense core, you know, one of the best defenses in the league. You know, headlined by Jacob Slavin, who's found a great partner in Tony D'Angelo. Um, 
It's certainly going to be close. I'm going to say Boston in seven, and goaltending is the huge, huge X factor. Listen, I, I, I will always cheer for Antti Ranta. I always just—he's he, a guy that's had to go through a lot. He's had a lot of injuries in his career, but he plays well. It was kind of like Darcy Kemper for a while when he was healthy. He was great, and now he's been healthy and he's been good. But it, to me, I, I still think the talent there is there for Carolina. I think they got the better defense, better offense. The goaltending is a big difference there. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I'm still going to go with Carolina. New York Rangers versus Pittsburgh Penguins. This one seems to be very split on the internet who people really think is going to win. Some people think it's very one-sided, but not for the team anyone would expect. So when you look at the New York Rangers here, what do they need to do to win this? Well, you know, when I look at the Rangers, I, I see the team with, you know, the best goaltender in the league this season, Igor Shosturkin. And I think that's going to be a big factor because he also hasn't played a ton um, in terms of like game usage, like he's in a pretty good spot there where they didn't have to sort of run him into the ground. And I know he was hurt at one mm-hmm. point. Um, but, you know, Panarin is back. Andrew Kopp's going to be back in the lineup. Chris Kreider had that massive breakout season for them. He obviously still got Mika Zibanejad. The defense score hasn't been as good as expected, but there's obviously time to turn that around. Mm-hmm. And, you know, guys like Adam Fox and Jacob Truba, we know how great they are. You know, Fox in particular, a Norris Trophy winner. So, you know, even though the puzzle wasn't quite coming together in the regular season, I I feel like they've had enough time where they can pull it together. And I just feel like this team is ready. They're, They're ready to take that next step. And Pittsburgh is a formidable opponent. But I do like the Rangers right now. But then you look at the Pittsburgh Penguins, and this is a team that has had injuries at all points of the season. It's been mentioned, and to me, they're like my underdog sleeper pick to, to go the way, the distance this year. Um, they're not going to start the playoffs with Tristan Jarry. That's big. But Casey Dismiss is also not that bad of a goalie. Mm-hmm. Clearly a goaltending difference here. Right. One the best in the league, and one is Casey Dismith. Um, but we're still talking, and again, to go back to playoff experience, we're still talking about guys like Sandy Crosby, Chris Letang, and Malkin, who don't disappear in the yeah. playoffs. They, they shine in moments like this. Mm-hmm. Did you think that becomes a factor here? I mean, I certainly think it is. And, you know, Jake Gensel, for example, I, he seems to do, like, twice as good in the playoffs as he does in the regular season a lot of times. And he's pretty good in the regular season, That's, too. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Pittsburgh is, is a very formidable opo- opponent as well. Um, again, banged up. You know, no Jari, you know, no Jason Zucker as well to start the series. And, you know, I mean, they bring in Ricard Raquel, so that's going to help yep. their depth. Um, I, you know, I just worry that with Pittsburgh, there's just not quite enough there if they're not 100% healthy. And, again, the Rangers are going to be a very hungry team. Uh, they want to make some noise. It's been a while since they've had, like, a great run in the playoffs. And, and they've got some big guns. So, yeah, it's going to be tight, and you never, you never want to bet against Crosby and Malkin. However, Pittsburgh hasn't done much in recent years. Um, you know, they've run into the Islanders a, a couple of times. <laughs> um, so, I mean, they're beatable, and, and they're not 100%. So that's what worries me, and that's why I'm going to say uh, Rangers in six. So I'm going to go Penguins in six, but I'm also looking at Pittsburgh. In the, in the last month, they went 5-7-1. That's the 25th best record in the league. Yeah. The Rangers, though, 8-5-1, uh, but when it comes to the last like 10 games, it's actually pretty close. They, mm-hmm. they, they've been pretty similar. I, 
my gut just says Pittsburgh. Like, my brain says, no, the Rangers are the better team. They should yeah. be the team. I don't think the Rangers make it past the second round. But to me, like, the Rangers, like, how good they've been this year, how good the goaltending's been, Panarin's been good, guys like that, Adam Fox. I just, something's telling me to pick Pittsburgh here. It's and fair. I just, and, and it's, it, to me, I just feel like they, the whole season they haven't been healthy and they've mm-hmm. managed to make something out of it. 100 points for a team that, if it, when it wasn't Crosby, it was Malkin, not Malkin and Zucker. And then there's goaltending. It just every, there was always a key player hurt. So to me, right. I'm still going to go with Pittsburgh, but knowing that the Rangers are probably going to win this one. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going uh, Pittsburgh in seven in that case. All right. All right, so uh, we've looked through uh, everything in the East. Let's go to the West. The Colorado Avalanche and Nashville Predators. If you look at Nashville, could there have been a worse time to have your best or one of your best players just go down with an injury? Yeah, really. And the UC Saros injury is really the backbreaker here. I mean, Colorado is going to be the favorite anyways because, I mean, they're a Stanley Cup favorite. Yep. The Avs have been just a wagon this year. But without UC Saros, it really feels like the house of cards kind of falls down. Now, granted, Roman Yossi is probably going to win the Norris Trophy this year. You have two 40-goal scorers in Philip Forsberg and Matt Duchesne. You have a great banger rookie in Tanner Janot, who, you know, I did a story on him for a rookie issue, and talking to the Preds, I said, you know what? Like, this feels like the kind of player that you get for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Preds were like, yeah, we, we feel the same. You know, this is the kind of guy that his game, that heavy game, is going to be even more important in the postseason. So, you know, I, I don't think they're going to be a pushover, but, you know, David Riddick and Nett, I mean, that's just not the caliber of goalie you need to take on all those weapons Colorado has. So, you know, for me, when I look at Colorado, A, they're on a mission because yep. they know the past couple of years they've blown it. Uh, Nathan McKinnon, Miko Rantanen, Gabriel Landeskog, Kale McCarr on defense, like, you know, Valerie Nachushkin as your sort of mm-hmm. shutdown guy uh, up front, you know, Najm Kadri having a career season, you know, all the weapons they have behind McCarr on defense, whether it's Devon Taves or Samuel Girard, um, you know, bringing in Josh Manson, like, this is the team that says, this is our year. So, I mean, I'm going to get to it right away. I think Colorado is going to win probably in four, uh, maybe in five if Nashville can just like throw everything at them, maybe in the first home game Nashville has, but I, I don't feel like it's going to be a close series. To me, my pretty, yeah, I'm predicting Colorado in four, but it's going to be like Nashville is going to make it like four, it's going to be four, three in the first game, and then it's going to be like five to two, but it's, it's, it's going to be like one really close game, but the Nationals going to be all beaten up, and they realize, oh, our goaltending situation is not the answer here, and Colorado kind of walks here, because Colorado has, like, like yeah, the, the best defenseman might be on Nashville, but like the second best defenseman in the league is on Colorado. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's like either way, you're looking at it, and like, not a big gap. <laughs> yeah, it, it, you, you, like if Kale McCarr wins, it's not a like oh my god. He, like yeah, Yossi's probably Yossi's been the better player, but it's like Kale McCarr's a pretty good second option. But yeah, yeah, to me this is Colorado's series. This this will be a sweep. Yeah, but Nashville's gonna put up a good fight, and I feel like a sweep would be a very disappointing end to the, the season, given how good a guy like Saros was. Yeah, the thing about goalies and and Saros has seen it in his career too. He's had some ups and downs. Uh, you, you might have one incredible season. You don't know if you're gonna get back to that. Right. And 
look at ask the Montreal Canadiens how that worked out, where yeah. Carey Price plays the greatest hockey of his career and then doesn't plays only five games the next season. Mm-hmm. It's like you never know. Like, not saying he's going to miss the entire season, probably. Um, <laughs> but uh, like like that's tough. You you that this was kind of the year where if they could play underdog, if they go out there and beat Colorado, it's like whoa, then their road might become a lot easier to True. the final. Yeah. But that that piece is gone. Yeah, and that's kind of the sore point there. Minnesota versus St. Louis, and this is one where. Uh, look at the St. Louis Blues in the last couple of years, and they won the Stanley Cup a couple of years ago, and part of it was mid-season, they kind of changed their goaltending philosophy, things worked out, and this year they've kind of done that. However, Minnesota Wild are just playing fantastic. Uh, and yeah. Kirill Kaprizov's a 100-point player, and Mark Hunter Fleury has come up, and Fleury is all of a sudden playing bad. Cam Talbot's a good backup option. Yeah. What does Minnesota do to win this series? Well... If Minnesota can win the goaltending battle, I think that's huge. And if they can push through that heavy Blues lineup, um, then they can make this happen. You know, my my concern with the Wild is how deep they are down the middle. Um, I think that's going to be a huge X factor in this series. And and just sort of stylistically, you know, do they have enough after Kaprizov to battle the blues because the the blues to me are very interesting where you still have you know the Braden Shins, the Vladimir Tarasenko's you know the the Ryan O'Reilly's but then you have the Jordan Kiru's and Robert Thomas's who have really emerged as these big-time gunners for them so you kind of have the best of both worlds where you have the veterans that have done it before and then you have the young guys that were there for the you know for the cup but were playing you know very small roles are just kind of like looking on but they're coming to the fore now so the blues they're, they're very intriguing in that way and that you know they still have some pretty decent blue liners with colton pareko tori krug you know justin falk playing well um so it's really interesting to me you know with minnesota i think mark andre fleury is going to be a huge x factor because you know, we've seen him be great in the playoffs before. We've also seen him, you know, falter at times, give up a bad goal, you know, looking back at that Vegas-Montreal mm-hmm. series, obviously. Mm-hmm. But he does give them a shot of confidence for sure, and he's been lights out for them ever since he got to Minnesota. So I think that really bolsters the Wilds' confidence. And again, you know, you do have uh, a pretty impressive lineup there. So, you know, it's I, it's going to be a toss-up. I I'm going to say St. Louis in seven, but I certainly wouldn't be surprised if Minnesota took care of business, you know, themselves and, and, you know, did it in six games. But just right now, I feel Vili Husso is the new Jordan Binnington, even though Jordan Binnington's still on the team. Um, (laughs) So definitely going to be a fun series. Yeah, it's one where... It's funny. It's like in terms of like super fun, exciting players. This is not the matchup in this the, the playoffs to watch, but it's like it's probably going to be one of the most competitive. And and to me, I'm going. I'm leaning Minnesota in six, but it's going to be like every game is really close. There's totally. going to be some, I think, some nice physical battles. Um, the 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 Minnesota Wild, and I always say this: Edward Frazier from the Hockey News said that this is a team that will. Always get you really excited and then just fall flat. I, I don't think they're going to do it in this series. Um, I still think this group's got some learning to do, some growing up. Uh, but the the group that Bill Guerin has kind of put together, it's this is probably the best chance they've had at a decent run. However, yeah. it's looking like what you've got to play Colorado in the next round. Like 
ouch, <laughs> yeah, that's no. not a lot of fun. So uh, I, I do think Minnesota's going to put up the better fight here, but I think it's going to be a very close series, a lot of one-goal games, a couple overtimes. I'm just going to – I'm feeling Minnesota in this one. Right on. Uh, Calgary versus Dallas. Now, this one to me is a – and I know again, I know your pick. I feel like we mentioned, have to mention every episode. It's true. Uh, you picked the Calgary Flames yeah. to uh, go all the way. Uh, do you still feel that way going against the Dallas Stars? I do. Uh, because the Flames have everything you want, you know, um, up front, you look at Johnny Gaudreau having a, a heart-worthy season. You know, he's definitely going to be in the mix. Elias Lind- Lindholm uh, playing, you know, Selkie caliber hockey. Matthew Kachuk, uh, sort of somewhere in the middle there where he's getting points, but also he's been great defensively. And, you know, um, Tyler Toffoli, tons of playoff experience. He's got cups already. He's gone on several mm-hmm. long runs. You look at that defense core, and it fits together so well. Uh, where you have guys that can get you points, you have guys that can play heavy hockey, physical hockey, they have size, you know, whether it's, you know, Noah Hannafin or Oliver Shillington, I think we've seen guys step up a lot this year on the defense core. Eric Goodbranson and Nikita Zadorov both playing their best hockey perhaps yes. ever. Yes. Uh, and Chris Tanev just doing Chris Tanev things as he always does. And then you have Jacob Markstrom in net. And Jacob Markstrom has been fantastic for Calgary. Uh, They were able to get him a little bit of rest at the end of the year, which I think is good. Um, But I also think that a shorter series obviously behooves the Flames in the first round because, you know, I mean, it's going to be a big-time battle in the West, and it's going to be a heavy battle. Um, But I do like everything that Calgary has right now. They just just seem to have it all. And a coach in Daryl Sutter who has won cups before and knows what it takes. To me, this is this is a four-game series. I think mm-hmm. the Calgary Flames are going to fly through this one. It's um, a lot of it, these these matchups come down to one key factor being the goaltending situation. And you look at Jacob Markstrom, look how incredible he's been this year, and he can really just shut games down when he they need him to do. Uh, which I guess the playoffs is a good time to do that. Um, but Jake Ottinger, though, man, he's a ton of fun to watch. Totally, and he put in some good efforts. Um, he. Uh, uh, the series against Vancouver, that series, the game against Vegas late in the year uh, was awesome. Um, but to me, the, this is the this is the Calgary Flames. I don't, I, my pick to win the cup is not the Calgary Flames. Mm. My pick to make it to the conference final would be the Calgary Flames uh, of the of these next couple teams we're talking to. But um, they've they're just a high flying team that it's like if their scoring isn't working, well, they've got a great goalie and they've got fantastic defense and, and they got a coach that. He's been. He, he knows how to how, how to win championships. He knows how to be competitive. So to me, yeah, Calgary Flames on four. Um, this is going to be uh, a fun year for the Calgary Flames, I think. Uh, yeah. But you, you're a little more on their side, I'd say. Yeah. Now I'm going to say Calgary in five because I don't think you can underestimate Dallas too much because you know they do still have guys like Joe Pavelski that just seem to elevate y- the yes, playoffs. Yes. And and they have a lot of guys that have been on deep runs before with this team. Uh, I mean, it wasn't that long ago Dallas went all the way to the Cubs. Yeah. And then you look at the emergence of Jason Robertson. You look at Rupi Hintz uh, and that sort of next generation that's creeping up. And, I mean, really have arrived, let's face it. Um, You know, they've got Mira Heskinen on defense. I I don't think they're going to be a pushover. But having said that, I think Calgary just has too much for them at this point. Yeah. Dallas Stars are a lot of fun to watch. And this is a group that um, we've covered a lot of the website. Adam Proto's done kind of like a series on the Dallas Stars where they've they've got a ton of talent. And um, I felt like they would almost do a little bit better where they weren't going to have to fight for their lives at the very end of the season. Yeah. Um, But they 
against regulars of all teams. Uh, <laughs> but the, the Stars, it's just like no one expected them to make the finals the year they did. And, oh, and, and eventually Tampa did kind of take over that series. But the Dallas Stars, they've, this group is still very similar to the one we saw a couple years ago. Yeah. And so there's still that potential. But for me, I, I still think I'm going to go Calgary in four. Yeah. The final series, Edmonton Oilers versus Los Angeles Kings. Let's call it the Wayne Gretzky Cup. Yes. Uh, or the Matthew Garon Cup. That to me. I always. Uh, when, I'll when, take your word for when, it. When it comes to these random games, I'll put on Twitter sometimes when a game I'm at, like, who's the best player that played on both these teams? And it's all like totally obscure guys. Right. Um, and the people are like, oh, like, the Toronto Buffalo, oh, where's Pete Mahal? Where's Tim Horton? like, no, it's, it's like Tyler Ennis or Jonas Enroth. These yeah. are the key options here. Clark MacArthur. Um, but the Oilers and Kings. This is one where uh, you've got two teams in kind of slightly different directions. The Oilers are like, okay, we got to. We got this group. Let's win now. The Kings yeah. are like, well, we're just very happy to be here, but we've continued to surprise people this yeah. year where no one expected them to – a lot of people didn't expect them to maybe make the playoffs, let alone kind of just be a contender all year long. Mm-hmm. Um, but specifically with the Oilers, what do they do to win this series? Well, I mean, they have to dictate the pace of this series. And obviously it starts with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl up front. You know, Jesse Pugliarvi has had a fantastic season as well. He might not have the same amount of points, but – just defensively and what he does on the forecheck has been brilliant up front. So I think he'll be a big factor because the Kings, they are still a heavy team with great two-way forwards. So for Edmonton, you know, we've seen the complaints in the past that when the whistles go away in the playoffs, that hurts players like McDavid because, I mean, he has such incredible speed and he's so good with the puck. If you put him in a swamp, you take away that advantage. And I think the Kings, they, you know, they're a pretty savvy team. They're going to have to figure out a way of containing McDavid without taking penalties because that's the other thing is Edmonton is amazing on the power play. So, you know, for the Oilers, you know, they're going to have to get amazing goaltending, okay? I mean, that's the big thing. With Mike Smith and uh, Miko Koskinen, you know, it's been a roller coaster all season long. Yes. And, you know, that's, that's frightening. Uh, but you do have two of the best players in the league up front. And you have a team that is, you know, better defensively than it has been in the past. It'll be interesting to see, you know, the effectiveness of Darnell Nurse because obviously he's been banged up. But, you know, they've got some depth there. And, you know, this is a team they are kind of like Toronto West at this point where it's like, okay, you're going to break through. Like, you've got the great young talent. When are you going to get past the first round? Yeah. So, to me, that's big because maybe it's surprising. I'm going to take the Kings in this series. Mm. Yeah, because you got Andre Kopitar and you got okay. Philip Deneau down the middle. They can eliminate a lot from the opposition just because they are such amazing two way players. And true, you don't have Drew Doughty, and that's tough. Yep. But Jonathan Quick playing amazing hockey. Mm-hmm. This is like vintage Quick. Yes. You don't want to face vintage Jonathan Quick in a seven-game series because he's the type of guy that'll say, like, yeah, I'm going to give you maybe five goals the whole series. So if you, can, if you can beat us doing that, then hats off to you. But I just think that the Kings are a team where this might be the last time this group Yes. Can make a run. Especially if Dustin Brown literally being in his last player. Exactly. But I also think that's a bit of an X factor. A win it for Brownie campaign oh, okay. for Los Angeles where they know Dustin Brown is retiring. They've already sent out the uh, graphic yeah, for yeah. people to use on Twitter. Um, so you say, okay, let's, let's do one more. Let's get Brownie another ring. Why not? 
I think they have that motivation, and I think they're the type of team that could give the Oilers a lot of problems. So really, to me, this series comes down to which team can impose its will on the other. Can the Oilers play fast, or can the Kings slow it down and play that sort of 2-1-3-2 kind of series where there's not a lot of chances and you've got to fight for every inch? So I'm actually going to say Kings in seven. Oh, that, that's a, this was the one that I think was the toughest for me to pick, and it's like, um, well, here, here's my question. Is Mike Smith going to score a goal in this series? No. Okay. He tried, and I love watching goals try. <laughs> it's always so much fun. He tried, almost, he tried twice in one game. Um, but uh, the, I know, I'm just, like, if you look at who's the better goalie, Jonathan Quick, for yeah. sure. Who's got the better players? Oilers. Uh, no question. Um, but, yeah, it's like the Kings. Part of it is the anti-playoff experience where it's like for these young guys, you don't know, you don't know, right? True. And you just go for it. You're, yeah. just, you're, you're trying to prove yourself. And this is a team that uh, a lot of guys are, are trying to show, hey, like we want to be a big part of the future. And this would be an outstanding opportunity for do, to do it. Um, where I've just learned this year to stop under, just stop underestimating the LA Kings. Yeah. <laughs> Every time it's like, okay, they're eventually going to fall off and they're going to miss the playoffs. No, they didn't. They, they're here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking this one goes the distance. And I think this is going to be the Oilers in seven, or Kings in seven. Uh, I truly do think, kind of what you're saying, like it's this is something where we might see like a one nothing game and Quick makes 47 saves. Totally. And but then at the same time, I, I don't necessarily think the Oilers goaltending is going to kill them in the series. Mm. Um, but it, it's something where like like Mike, both Mike Smith and Miko Koskinen have had these moments of oh my gosh, whoa, you guys are like 27 and playing the best hockey career, and then they go and just lose a ton of games. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very easy to just hate on their goaltending, but there are also those points this year where they do deserve a lot of praise for actually Koskinen having some pretty good games and mm-hmm. Smith having some good run. But to me, I just think the Kings are just so fresh, fun, and, and fast. And, and yeah, the, the Dustin Brown factor, I think, it does play into here. And how many more runs does Kopitar have? Uh, yeah, and, and and even though Daddy's not there again, like this is a chance for them to kind of play for him in a way. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm going to go with LA Kings. So, um, before I ask you who your Stanley Cup prediction is, one question I do have is more of a fun question. Okay. Um, let's say it's not a COVID year. Okay. Let's say you don't have kids. You don't have to worry about anything like that. Uh-huh. Would you go to one of those big outdoor playoff parties that teams put out? Hmm. Just like as a spectator? Just to, just to watch if you're a fan. You know? Yeah, I would. I would, because I know that you know years ago, um, being in Pittsburgh for the final, they kind of they had a version of it where the fans just came out, you know, because obviously the arena was sold out for the night, and I mean the atmosphere is just like it's pretty electric because you have so many people, and you know a lot of teams are are taking the inspiration from you know in Toronto where you know with the Raptors they did Jurassic Park and obviously for the Leafs they did I don't know what they call it but um, Maple Leaf Square Maple Leaf Square I not guess. as exciting <laughs> yeah exactly and Tampa Bay has like Thunder Alley now and I'm sure other teams are going to do similar things um, yeah I mean it just seems like a fun atmosphere yeah to me I've been to a couple of them and it's, it's a lot of fun that I've been in the Toronto ones but I getting to see kind of what Montreal had last year even in COVID mm-hmm. uh, during that playoff run when there's only like a couple thousand people in the building but you got a couple thousand outside it's kind of like being in an outdoor concert right. where it's it's very wide open but it's just it, there's no experience like it mm-hmm. and uh, I'm not one for massive crowds and I was saying that I'll go to like a race event with 70,000 people but um, or 100,000 like the, the 2500 but the it's just like it's such a fun place to be yeah. and uh, I remember I was there when Toronto and Washington played their final game a couple of years ago and then Washington ended up winning and just kind of seeing the crowd kind of just 
Right. It was, was kind of interesting, but uh, I, I think that it's something that, that it's, I think everyone should try once. Sure. But maybe not this year. Uh, maybe go next year. Yeah, uh, totally. Uh, that there still is COVID going on, and I'm not sure uh, it's going to be warm in a lot of these places. I'm not sure a lot of people are going to be wearing masks, especially when it's not mandated in yeah. a lot of the NHL cities. So, uh, but yeah, no, I think it's going to be kind of a, it'd be a fun experience to go, I always recommend. Mm. Now, your Stanley Cup prediction. Who are the two teams you make it? Don't tell me who's going to win you. Oh, okay. Well, okay, I'm going to stick to my guns, and I'll say Calgary in the West and, hmm, in the East. It's tough. I, you know, I'm, I'm going to go Florida. I feel they're, they're properly motivated. See, for me, I'm going to go with Tampa, and I'm going to go with Colorado, and that's my preseason pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vegas was my other potential pick. Obviously, that can't happen. Um, Tampa Bay, the way I'm looking at it is, well, actually, I'll give you my – my Conspite prediction afterwards. But, oh, okay. but, but I'm, I'm going to go in this one. I'm going to go Tampa in, I hate saying seven because that's not the most, like, that just feels like a cop out. But oh. it's like, if we're going to see those two teams, I do think we go seven games. But for your prediction, what, what's the. I'll say Calgary in six. Okay. And I'll, I'm going to say Matthew Kachuk is my Conspite winner. See, when you go to a seven. Okay. Well, so when you go to a seven game series, I feel like this is something where. It just we could save so much more time by just making a one game winner takes all series. That's mm. I would love that. I know that I know that makes like no money in comparison, but yeah. how much fun would that the be? The Super Bowl of hockey. Yeah, it's like you get the Super Bowl, you got the Olympics, these tournaments. That's why I love tournament formats. It's like mm. you gotta be good the whole time. Uh-huh. Uh, in the playoffs, you can have like one or two off nights every single round, but in a tournament, you can't. It's true. And that's why I like how formats like that work. So for me, I always would like, it's never going to happen, but I would love a one game winner takes all type of thing. That'd be wild. That'd be cool. But my pick is, I, I, my concept is Andre Vasilevsky because mm. looking at the route he's going to have to take, um, he'll have to beat Jack Campbell. And when Campbell's good, and he's played pretty well decently, recently, mm-hmm. um, you've, you, you've got to beat him. That's a tough goal to beat. And you've also got to be able to beat Matthews, and you've got to be able to beat Marner and Tavares and Nylander. Yeah. Um, but then let's say you go face Florida the next round. Well, then you're going against Bobrovsky, and you're going against Barkov. You could beat some really good talent up there. Yeah. Um, and there's good talent on every side, but you're going to be having to out-goalie some pretty top-end goalies in right. this league to get there. So that, to me, would be my pick. So mm. uh, I'm excited for the Stanley Cup playoffs. It's going to be a really good one. I think we've got some fantastic matchups, and I think that you know, the style of the teams is going to be really fun to watch. And it's going to be very interesting to see how the games are called by the refs mm-hmm. and how teams take advantage of however the game is called. Yes. I, it's going to be a massive topic, and I hate this topic every year, but the refing is going to be, unfortunately, overshadowing way too much. And a lot, there's a lot of cases where it's the fan base getting overly emotional of what's going sure. on. But then there's, unfortunately, a, a severe number of terrible calls every year. Like, no matter what. It gets magnified. Yeah. Whatever. It doesn't matter what fan base you're on, you're going to notice. Especially, yes, it's magnified when there's not many games on in a given night. Yeah. But uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So we'll be covering it, up, of course, uh, through thehockeynews.com. Check out the Hockey News Twitter account. Uh, Jared, our social media member, manager, is going to be sharing clips of everything kind of going on. Obviously, you'll be tweeting about things. I'll be tweeting about it. The whole team will be. So... I'm looking forward to it. So thank you, everyone, for watching and listening to this week's episode. Uh, thank you for BetMGM for sponsoring us, and we'll see you next time.